Welcome to Covenant's Pulpit Ministry. Covenant Evangelical Free Church believes that the Bible is the Word of God and that God's Word is vital for life-transforming Christianity. We trust that you will grow to know the Word of God and more importantly, the God of the Word as you hear this message today. May God bless you as you open your heart to His Word. Welcome to Covenant's Pulpit Ministry. For those of you who are here first time, on-site or in the online space, allow me to give you a quick overview of our pulpit ministry. So every year, we cover one book in the Bible in the entire year. So in year 2022, we are preaching from 1st and 2nd Thessalonians. In these two letters, Apostle Paul is essentially urging God's people to be prepared to meet King Jesus. Is really asking God's people not to be surprised when Jesus comes back in a little while. Talking about surprises, do you like surprises? Can you just wave at me? Do you like surprises? Quite a number. Okay. We love to give surprises to our boys. Um, so there was once we planned for a family trip without telling them. We secretly packed the bag, uh, tuck it in the corner of the house. The flight was 7 a.m. in the morning, and we didn't tell them. So at 4 a.m. in the morning, we switched on the light, then we woke them up like a thief in the night, and then just rushing them to quickly get changed to rush to the airport. They were shocked as if a burglar broke into the house. And then by the time they went to the airport at 5 a.m., they were really in shock. But then again, it was quite a nice prank, lah, because I know my two boys could take it, so we played that surprise um, on them. But I know not a lot of you can take it here. So, yeah, but they love it. Till today, we used to talk about it as a family. But many of us wouldn't mind pleasant surprises, like a friend grabbing bubble tea and sending it to our home. But many of us don't like unpleasant surprises, isn't it? For example, COVID-19 came as an unpleasant surprise. And we were not prepared that actually our movement would be so restricted borders to be closed for more than two years. COVID-19 was really not prepared and we were not, we really came as a surprise and we were not ready for home-based learning for work from home. COVID-19 came as a surprise and many of us wish we could be warned beforehand so that we could spend more time with our loved ones outside of Singapore before the borders were closed. COVID-19 came as an unpleasant surprise and some of us are still grieving a loss of a loved one who passed away um, during the lockdown, during the borders were closed and you were not able to fly out of Singapore to be with a loved one. COVID-19 came as an unpleasant surprise and some of you lost your job or maybe your job got redefined, your job description got re-scoped and you're still grieving a sense of loss and shock. COVID-19 virus definitely came like a thief in the night and we were caught by surprise. We were not ready concerning the pandemic. So church, let us be ready concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us be ready. And that's why we titled today's sermon as Are You Ready? From 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 4 to 8. Before we read the scriptures, let us pray. Father, fill us with your spirit to understand your word. May we not just be hearers, but doers of your word and empower us to be ready to meet King Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Let us spur each other as a spiritual community to be ready to meet King Jesus. To do that, we must firstly, stay in the light. Secondly, serve in faith, love and hope. 
Before we read first point of today's sermon, verses 4 and 5, to get ready, we got to stay in the light. Let us read verses 1 to 3 first, because that sets the context, the background, and we can appreciate today's passage deeper. Chapter 5, verses 1 to 3 says this, Now concerning the times and the seasons, brothers, you have no need to have anything written to you. For you yourselves are fully aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying there's peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman and they will not escape. So when Apostle Paul writes about this verse 3, especially the whole chapter, it was written in a time of great peace, security and prosperity under the Roman rule. It is in great time of stability Paul says that the destruction will come, the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. The destruction will come like labor pain striking a pregnant woman. I can't help but to ask myself when I look at verse 3, was verse 3 a shock to the people in Thessalonica? Were they expecting that the day of the Lord will come like a thief? Then I realized, no, it wasn't a surprise for them, especially verse 3, because Jesus himself taught the disciples Jesus taught in many occasions that the day of the Lord will come suddenly. Let us read just one of the verses. Luke chapter 12, verses 39 to 40. Jesus says this, But know this, that if the master of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have left his house to be broken into. You also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. So Jesus prepared the disciples that the day of the Lord will come suddenly, like a thief in the night, like labor pain striking a pregnant woman. And it's in such a context, let us read today's passage. Let us read verses 4 and 5 right now. Verses 4 and 5 says this, Paul says this, But you are not in darkness, brothers, for that day to surprise you like a thief. For you are all children of light, children of the day. We are not of the night, or of the darkness. Paul is certain that the Christians in Thessalonica, they are ready for the day of the Lord because they are children of the light and children of the day. They are no longer trapped in the dominion of sin and darkness. Jesus has delivered them from the dominion of sin into his marvelous light. Therefore, they are ready. Paul is certain that the Christians are ready for the day of the Lord. And riding on that certainty, today we are certain as well that in order to get ourselves ready to meet King Jesus, stay in the light, because the light will help us to be ready. Like how Paul says, the children of day and light will be ready for the day of the Lord. Likewise, today, let us spur each other to get ready to meet King Jesus by staying in the light, which means stay away from darkness. Keep exposing yourself to the light, which means becoming child of God. Keep staying in the light. That's how we can be ready to meet King Jesus. Have you tried waking someone from sleep or waking your children up to go to school? What do you do? You switch on the light, you draw the curtains, and you say, wake up, wake up, right? Because darkness seems to obscure readiness. But light gets a person ready. Light gets a person ready. God's light gets us ready. So in order for us to be ready to meet King Jesus, we got to stay in the light. So in order to stay in the light, I want to highlight two darkness that you and I 
need to take note, stay away, away from the darkness so that you can stay in the light. Two darkness. Darkness number one. I will address darkness number one. Most of us here are believers in Jesus Christ. Jesus has delivered us from eternal darkness into his marvellous light. So you are wondering, you should be ready for the day of the Lord. You, you might be wondering subtly, how does this sermon speak to me? I want to highlight to you one possible darkness that you might need to take note. This darkness comes like a cloud of deception and discouragement upon your life right now. It stems from the pain that you're going through in this season of your life. And some of this pain could stem from your childhood. It could be the pain that you have been suppressing for years. It could be the pain that came upon during the COVID pandemic season. This pain are leading you to ask some questions right now. Some of you are asking these questions. Is God fair? Has God forgotten me? Does God care? Can God be trusted? Sometimes our frustration and pain may not be expressed in these questions. But if you look deeper in all the frustrations that you're going through right now, sometimes it may be expressed deep within your heart, this question, does God really care? My brothers and sisters in Christ, I want to encourage you, don't suppress these questions. Don't move on too quickly in life. Bring your frustrations and your difficult questions to God because our Father can take our very difficult questions. Some of these questions could be surfaced during your childhood, during your teenage time, but you never had a chance to really surface, to really process these questions. I want to encourage you, wrestle with these questions again. Wrestle it not by yourself. Wrestle it, these questions in God's light that comes from the preaching of God's word. Keep coming to church. Even if you don't feel like it, keep coming to church. Keep listening to the preaching of God's word because when you keep exposing these questions in God's light that comes from the preaching of God's word, you can expose the darkness so that your pain doesn't drag you into deception and discouragement and hinder you from meeting Jesus when he comes back. Wrestle these questions not only in God's light that comes from the preaching of God's word on Sunday. Wrestle these questions in God's light in a spiritual community. Don't struggle these questions by yourself. Because when you struggle this question by yourself, it may end up as darkness of deception and discouragement in your life. And you may fall away in faith. Staying in God's light means revealing your heart questions and pain to God and friends in a safe spiritual community, and allowing your pain to redeem and transform you in Christ. So don't suppress these questions because unprocessed questions and pain, they end up as darkness of discouragement and they will hinder you from meeting Jesus and you may fall away after a little while. Surface these questions to trusted friends. My brothers and sisters in Christ, if you know someone processing very difficult journey in their lives, I want to encourage you, give them a safe space and just let them talk. Let them share their frustrations to you. Don't judge, don't comment, don't teach, don't even give them solution. If you just listen and pray for them, if you really need to respond to them, maybe you can say words like this. I hear you, I feel your pain, tell me more. Just say these three phrases. I hear you, I feel your pain, tell me more. 
when you keep saying that, the person in pain will tell you more until he or she will realize what is the root problem of the pain. So provide that safe environment to one another and listen and pray for one another. Use these phrases, this approach on anyone. It could be your children going through spiritual wilderness. Don't give them solution. Let them talk about it. It could be an older person who lost faith after serving God for so many years. And the older person in our community has lost faith. Use that. Tell the person, I hear you. I feel your pain. Can you tell me more? That's how we can provide a safe space together. That's how we can allow our friend to share their pain so that the pain doesn't become darkness of discouragement and hinder them from meeting Jesus. So when we keep sharing our pain, that's how we can expose to God's light and continue to walk this journey together. Any Christian in their discipleship journey will hit walls like this, questions like this. These questions are not surface to tell you that you're not a good enough Christian. No. They are surface to draw you deeper. They are surface to draw you deeper. There was a season in my life, I asked these questions as well. And I came across a book from Barbara Brown Taylor. This is what she says. Disappointments in life draw me deeper and deeper in the mystery of God's being and doing. Every time God declines to meet my expectation, another of my idol is exposed. So our pain and discouragement in life, in disappointment in life, may not end up as darkness to hinder us from finishing well, meeting Jesus. They can draw us deeper. So don't suppress your pain. Let us get ready to meet King Jesus by staying in the light, especially when you're going through a painful period of your life. Share with someone in a spiritual community. Keep coming to God's, listening to God's word. That's how you can stay in the light, in the first darkness that I've just highlighted to you, the darkness that comes from our pain. The second darkness that you need to take note for some of my friends here is this. Some of you have been feeling a spiritual darkness in your life for some time. And you have feel this sense of emptiness in your innermost being and your core being. You have been looking to many places for forgiveness, acceptance, unconditional love, and for purpose and meaning of life. But you can't find them. You can't find them in your community. You can't find them in your family. You can't find them in your work. Today, God might be nudging some of you here, on-site or in the online space, to receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Saviour. When you accept Jesus, He will deliver you from darkness into His marvellous light and become a child of light. Believing in Jesus doesn't mean He promised you a smooth sailing ride on this side of eternity. But believing in Jesus, Jesus will help you to ride through storms in life. Jesus will not only help you to ride through storms in life, be with you through storms in life, He will get you be prepared to meet Him when He comes back in a little while. So if today the Holy Spirit is nudging you to be a child of God, stay in the light and be a child of God and be ready to meet Jesus, I want to encourage you to say this prayer together with us. This prayer says this, Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner and I ask you for forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I believe by my own efforts, I cannot be cleansed from my own sins. Today I turn away turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Saviour. In your name I pray, Amen. 
So if you have prayed this prayer, whether you're on-site or online, I want to encourage you to scan the QR code. Fill up your details and we would love to connect with you and pray for you. If you have prayed this prayer, finally today, in Woodland Centre, after the service, I want to encourage you to come forward. We want to pray for you as well. So church, let us get ready to meet Jesus. To do that, firstly, we must stay in the light. Stay in the light requires you to stay away from darkness so that you are exposed to the light in the form of community, in the form of listening to God's word. Stay in the light means to accept Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. That's how you become child of light, child of the day, and that's how you can stay in the light and be ready to meet Jesus. Second point, to be ready to meet Jesus, the second point is this, serve in faith, love and hope. That's how you can be ready to meet Jesus. Let us go on to read verses 6 to 8. It says this, So then, let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. Paul is saying that a Christian conduct cannot be like the unbelievers who are always sleeping and getting themselves drunk. Anyone who is sleeping spiritually and emotionally, that person will not be ready when Jesus comes back in a little while. Anyone who is drunk will not be ready to meet Jesus as well. When Paul writes about being drunk, he's not talking about the abuse of alcohol. He's really talking about not getting drunk by the sinful ways of the world, not getting intoxicated by the pleasures of the world. Because when you keep getting distracted by the pleasures of the world, the world will hinder you and the world will get you distracted and you will not be ready to meet Jesus when he comes back in a little while. Church, during the end days, it will be extremely challenging, spiritually, morally, physically, politically, economically. We only caught a glimpse of it in COVID pandemic, but during the end days, it will be very challenging. Paul warns the Christian in Thessalonica, and he says in verse 8, if you look at verse 8 again, he says, put on, Put on, keep living out, keep living out the breastplate of faith and love and the helmet of hope of salvation. What Paul is really saying is that God's people must be putting on, keep putting on, keep living out, keep serving in all these virtues of faith, love and hope until the Christian virtues become an armour to get them ready for the end days because the end days are going to be very difficult and many will fall away in faith. And we only caught a glimpse of it in COVID pandemic. And some of our Christian friends have fallen away in their faith. So keep putting on. That's what Paul says. Putting on faith, love and hope until the Christian virtues of faith, love and hope become your armour and get you ready for the challenging times that are coming soon. Dr. Michael W. Holmes says this. The proper preparation for the coming day of the Lord is serviced in faith, love and hope rather than the speculation of when Jesus returns. Therefore, let us get ourselves ready. Let us spur each other to be ready to meet Jesus by serving in faith, love and hope. Because when we keep serving in these virtues, when we keep putting on in these virtues, living out in these virtues, these Christian virtues will become an armour to shield us 
and be ready for the end times that are coming and it's going to be really challenging. So when you wait for Jesus to come back, I want to encourage us, don't just wait and do nothing. Serve. Because when you wait and do nothing, you may fall asleep. Really, have you tried waiting for someone or something until you fall asleep? Or waiting for your plane to reach the destination until you fall asleep? Or waiting for someone to buy supper until you fell asleep? While waiting and doing nothing, we will tend to fall asleep. I remember one episode where I was carrying my firstborn, Caleb, my firstborn, during confinement, I just gave birth to him. As a first-time mother, I really had difficulty putting him down to sleep. Each moment I put him down, he would scream. I thought he was sleeping already. I put down again, he would wail again. He would scream again. That was really such a traumatic experience for me. So what did I do? I, I just waited for him to sleep. I carried him in my arms and I waited for him to sleep. And guess what happened? I fell asleep. While waiting for him to sleep, I fell asleep and there were a few times I nearly dropped the baby. Because while waiting, I fell asleep. And after the second time I nearly dropped the baby, I woke up and I said, I cannot wait and do nothing. I have to wait and be active because while waiting, we will fall asleep. So I walk around with the baby, do whatever. I just do all the things I could to be active while waiting for the baby to fall asleep. So I want to encourage all of us, my friends here, as you look to Jesus' return, do not merely wait and do nothing because you may doze off and get distracted by the world. You may not be ready to meet King Jesus when he comes back suddenly. As you wait and do nothing, the world is not going to wait and do nothing. The world will distract you. The world will draw you away from the narrow path of God. After a while, you may be deceived in, your, in the idea that Christianity is all about Jesus answering my prayer or making me happy. When you do nothing, the world will distract you and deceive you until you believe in a deception that maybe my church leaders and the church service is here to make me feel happy as customers of the church. My brothers and sisters in Christ, you are never customers of the church. You are servants of our living God. And today, God wants us as you wait for Jesus to return, rise up to serve in love, faith and hope until these Christian virtues become your armour and get you ready for the end times that will come really suddenly and really challenging in the end days. So let us serve in faith, love and hope. But starting from where? I want to encourage you, some of you need to start to serve at home. Maybe it's someone with special needs. Maybe it's your ageing parent. Maybe you're feeling, why is it so unfair that my siblings don't need to take care of my aging parents and I have to take care? Maybe God is asking you to serve in love. Love your aging parent. Keep serving in love because God sees and God is building that love in you until the virtue of love becomes an armour for you and get you ready to meet Jesus. For some of you might be Praying for someone in the workplace, in your school, in your community, in your neighbourhood. Keep praying every day for the friend, for the friend's salvation. Keep praying in faith with faith by faith. And you, when you keep doing that for years, after some time, the virtue of faith will become an armour for you and get you ready to meet Jesus in the end times. Maybe for some of you, might be welcoming someone who is new to Covenant EFC. 
In this season, many people, a lot of people have joined Covenant EFC. We see them signing up for Halo Group and Cell Group. And some of you might have seen some of the newcomers who have joined your Cell Group. I want to encourage you, step out of your usual clique, step out of your usual friends, and befriend someone new in your CG with love. Go in an extra mile and get to know this new brother or sisters in Christ and love this person. Because when you keep doing that, the virtue of love will be so much in your life and form of armor for you and get you ready to meet Jesus in the end days. For some of you, God might be telling you, hey, Generations Camp is coming up for registration. Your children have been blessed by the camp. You hear so many reports about the camp. God might be prompting and nudging you to serve in Generations Camp. Get to know someone else's son or daughter and bring hope to our next generation. When you keep bringing hope to the next generation, that virtue of hope will become your armour and get you ready to meet Jesus in the end times that are really going to be challenging. So if you don't know where to serve in faith, love and hope, speak to your pastors, your district mentors, your zone mentors, your CG leaders. They will guide you to where to serve. Even if you don't look for your leaders, your leaders might come to you this season. In this new season of covenant, they will come to you and nudge you to serve. You must serve, not because you need to meet the KPIs of the church. Absolutely not. Your leaders deeply love you and we want you to be ready. We want you to be armoured with faith, love and hope through service, not waiting for Jesus to come back and doing nothing. We want you to serve so that these virtues of faith, love and hope will become an armour for you and you'll be ready to meet Jesus in the end days. Church, let us get ready to meet Jesus. Firstly, by staying in the light. Secondly, by serving in faith, love and hope. My question to you is this. Are you ready? The truth is that we will never be ready to meet Jesus unless the Spirit comes and consume the darkness of our pain and discouragement in our heart and help us to stay in the light. The truth is that we will never be ready unless the Spirit comes and consume our pleasures, our, our desires for the world and help us to rise up and serve in faith, love and hope again. We will never be ready unless the Spirit comes and fan a flame in us lead us to repentance, renewal and revival. We will never be ready unless the Spirit comes and do the deep work in us, fan a desire for the passion for Jesus' name. We will never be ready. So as I invite the worship team up to lead us with this response song, I want to invite you to respond to God with this song as a prayer. Ask God, fan that flame in you. Tell God, there must be something more than this in your discipleship journey. Tell God honestly that you're not willing to stay in the light. You're not willing to serve. Tell Him. Ask Him to consume all that is within you. Ask Him for help. And let us rise right now and respond to God with this song as a prayer. And I'll come back to lead us with response to God again. There must be Fill us anew, we pray. 
With all eyes closed, allow me to speak lovingly to you. God is nudging your heart. There's something that you need to let go. Whether is it your pain or discouragement, God wants you to let go of that darkness. Stay in the light. Some of you have been wounded. Whether be it by your church leaders, friends, community, and you're not willing to rise up to serve again, that pain is real. That pain is real. 
But today God is giving you a chance to ask you, are you willing to be ready? If this is your desire, I want to invite you to raise your hand right now. When you raise your hand, it's not saying that are you strong enough to be ready? No. Are you willing to be ready? Are you willing? We raise our hands up to God, not because we are strong, but we are weak. We want to stay away from darkness. We want to not wait and do nothing. We want to rise up and serve again. So if this is your desire and you want God to come and empower you, I want to invite you to raise your hand. I want to pray for you. Father, you see these hands raised to you. We desperately desire to finish well. We don't want to fall away in faith. We want to be ready for the end days that are going to be really challenging. So today, we ask that you fill us with your spirit as one family, one spiritual community, on-site and online. Strengthen us by the power of your spirit. Take away all darkness of deception and discouragement away from us in the name of Jesus. When there's pain, we pray for healing. We speak Jesus in pain, in the pain that you're going through. We speak Jesus. And we pray that your spirit will come and lift up my brothers and sisters in Christ so that we will stay away from darkness that is so comfortable, but we will stay away from darkness and stay in the light and we will rise up to serve in faith, love and hope until we see Jesus face to face again. Strengthen us, keep us together and release us to be that beacon of light to the people around us. In Jesus' name we pray, Amen. Let us sing chorus again to respond to God, our desire. Consuming fire, fan into Lord, have your way with us, Lord Jesus. Fan into flame a desire and a passion for your name, Lord Jesus. Father God, with all that has been said today, Lord Jesus, you know. You know the season that we are in. You know where we are at, Lord Jesus. You know those of us here and even those online who are struggling when the pain is real. Lord Jesus, sometimes when that struggle, that pain is real, we hold on to what is familiar. We look with our eyes and we follow what we think is our best judgment. Lord Jesus, today, if you are calling us to let go of our own securities and hold on to you, trusting that you will carry us from darkness into light, 
Lord Jesus, will you give us the courage to take that step, Lord Jesus. For those of us who are waiting, waiting in anticipation, and we need to get engaged, Lord Jesus, I pray that you will give us the willingness to step out of our comfort zone and into what you want to call us to engage in whether it's ministry in church or at home or with our friends at school or at work lord jesus will you bring those to mind right now lord jesus that we will not leave here the same way we were when we came in but that lord we will make decisive steps lord to live out the word and not just to know it in our hearts lord so father god we reach out to you today and hold on to you. Give us the courage to reach out to the community around us as well and hold on to them so that together we can move into the light, into all that you are calling us to, Lord, for your kingdom and for your glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Will you receive this benediction into your heart? We thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We're glad you had spent some time listening to God's word. And we hope that the message has ministered to you. Should you require more assistance, kindly call 6892-6811. Or you can visit us at www.cefc.org.sg for more sermon titles. God bless you in your spiritual pilgrimage ahead.